Hey, what's up guys, Travis here. And if you've been following me or my story for any length of time, you know that I started a company called Guestio about a year and a half ago now. And one of the things that we are doing this year in 2022 is we're building a concierge program called the Fast Pass that allows you to get booked on top quality shows and platforms for the purpose of spreading awareness for your brand, grabbing attention, uh, growing your credibility, your authority, et cetera, et cetera. And so if you are listening to this right now and you are a seven figure plus entrepreneur and you have a budget to bring in traffic, attention, credibility, authority to your brand, then this might be a really great program for you. Just head over to travischapel.com slash 10K. Why 10K? Because we guarantee in this program that you're going to be able to speak in front of 10,000 people within 90 days. Okay, 10,000 people within 90 days. Imagine getting on a stage in front of 10,000 people to share your message, your story. That's exactly what we are doing inside of this program through virtual stages like podcasts or virtual events or YouTube channels or blogs. You name it, we are working with it, and we are trying to get you booked on those platforms. So travischapel.com slash 10x. There's a quick application there, and then right at the end of that application, it'll prompt you to set up a phone call where you'll jump on a call with me, and we'll talk through whether or not you're a great fit for this program. Please act fast on this. Do not wait because we are only taking on one or two clients a week due to uh, constraints with our team and the limited supply of high quality shows and platforms that are out there in the market. So if that's you and you're really wanting to explode your brand in 2022, head over to travischapel.com slash 10K, fill out the application, schedule a quick phone call, and you and I will chat really soon about whether or not this would be a great fit for you. Thanks guys. Talk to you soon. If you're tired of the old way of networking, the business cards, the awkward conversations, and the aggressive pitches, but you know how crucial your network is to your success in life, then you're in the right place. Welcome to Build Your Network, the only top-rated show committed to helping you master content networking, foster real relationships, increase your authority, and build the network of your dreams. Listen in on conversations with world-class entrepreneurs, authors, thought leaders, and more as we deconstruct their best strategies for your success. So get ready to burn your business cards, ditch the name tag, and discover the new way to network with your host, Travis Chappell. For anybody that's tuning in uh, right now, just a couple of us, uh, this is a room that we're running on Clubhouse, but this is really going to be a podcast episode for my podcast, Build Your Network. So um, what we're going to do is basically keep uh, recording the episode and then, uh, as people kind of start coming in, we'll open it up for questions, um, toward the end and we'll do a little bit of a Q and a session if there's uh, anybody interested in talking more about, uh, uh, building your network. So, um, let's go ahead and jump right in. All right, go ahead, Eric. Hey everybody, welcome to this live recording of a BYN breakdown episode. We're recording this in Clubhouse, which is fitting because we're about to talk about Clubhouse. And uh, yeah, Travis, we've got a lot of thoughts and I think we've spent uh, as much time as we've spent on Clubhouse, we've spent texting each other about Clubhouse. So, um, you know, when we when we first were jumping in some rooms, I think one of the first things that came to mind was like, this is a masterclass in not, how not to network when you're listening to some people who are on the platform but there's also some pros as well. So when you're sitting here and you're looking at this platform, what are some of the initial pros? Like starting there, what are some of the benefits of a Clubhouse that you're seeing right now? Yeah, so 
Definitely the biggest pro is the high level conversations that are happening. Um, I'm going to go ahead and bring Gary up here too, because I'd just be interested to hear what he has to say. Um, uh, so the, the, definitely the big thing is going to be the high level conversations that are happening and the high level people that are on the platform. Like it's so in its, in its infancy still that the amount of access that you can have to some people who are just really difficult to get a hold of in any other fashion. Um, I think that's a huge, you know, point in the pro column. Uh, but then, uh, but then, uh, in addition to that, I would say, uh, I would say other pros would be the ability to, um, gain an audience faster. Uh, I think that that is a really big thing uh, as well. So you can, you can actually grow your audience pretty quickly here on clubhouse. And I think that's, you know, just due to the fact that it's a new social media platform. Anytime there's a new social media platform, it gives an opportunity for like a new school or class or group of influencers that just really know how to leverage that platform effectively. Uh, so that would be another big pro. Um, I got, I got Gary up here, uh, because Gary's kind of been doing a bunch of stuff on clubhouse, almost 40,000 followers. Uh, so Gary, go ahead and unmute yourself if you're there, bro, and give us uh, one or two more things that we can add to the pro column inside of clubhouse. And for those of you that are just joining us, what we're doing in this, in this room is we're talking about how not to network in Clubhouse because there's some really great things about the platform, but there's some really not great things about the platform as well. Um, and so this is actually a live episode that we're recording for my podcast, Build Your Network. Um, and uh, and so we're, it's going to be a little bit more moderator-based, speaker-based. And uh, at the end, we'll open it up for Q&A and start bringing some people up here to ask some questions and things like that. So hang tight. And, uh, and we're going to try to keep this to be a really valuable and concise conversation for everybody. So Gary, go ahead, man, if you're there. Yeah, most definitely. Thanks for bringing me up here, Travis. So pro things to do. You're looking for one or two great networking things. On Clubhouse. Uh, on Clubhouse, right. 100%. Build people up. Like, get to know people. When someone pings you to the room, like, Travis just seen me and asked me to come over here. So I showed up and I hung out for a second to see what he needed. So when someone pings you and asks you to do something, actually show up for them and do it. When they ask you to come in a room and support them, actually show up and do it. When they ask you to bring value, actually show up and do it. So do what you say. So that would be one of my biggest pro tips. The second pro tip, and this one's pretty masterful here, and it's, it's a networking thing because I believe that the bigger your following becomes, the bigger the networking opportunities will be for you in Clubhouse. And I'm not trying to diminish anyone who does not have a big following. I don't have as big of a following as others. But I'm going to give you a hack right now that works. The more and more people that you get to follow you that are new and have invites, the faster you will grow because their invites will start following you too. So that's the pro pro tip that we've hacked recently is getting the newest people, the people that have the party hats, the people who have that. Like, go in and serve them. Don't just go say, hey, follow me. But go into the welcome rooms. I go in almost every single morning to a room called Welcome to Clubhouse Malaysia. And there's hundreds and hundreds of people in there from Malaysia, and I'm welcoming them every single morning. So go welcome people. They will like you. They will follow you. And then their followers will start to follow you, which will then open up your network because people will be coming into the app that are brand new and they'll look and they'll say, oh man, Travis, he's got a couple thousand followers in there. I'm brand new. I don't know anybody. I bet Travis could introduce me to a couple people. So those are my two pro tips. Thank you so much, Travis.
Yeah, of course, man. And that, that was super, super valuable. And I know that you're all over the place and you probably got another few people that are pinging you into their room. So while I got you, um, this, uh, you'll see the topic, obviously the title at the top here, how not to network in clubhouse. And so I'm curious on if you have a couple of big no, no's that, uh, that you want to share with everybody, things that you've seen a bunch of other people doing on the platform, uh, that are just completely against, you know, a, a really good networking strategy here inside of the application. Yeah, most definitely. So getting butt hurt if you don't get the green bean, um, and the green bean, <laughs> If you're listening to this, it's the moderator badge. The rooms only need like one or two, maybe three moderators. It's my opinion that the moderator is there for a purpose, to have a job, to have a job role. Nobody else needs the badge. We all have microphones. We can all talk. So one of the biggest like no-nos is getting upset because you don't get the green bean. The second biggest no-no is expecting to stay on stage after your turn is over to talk. Paul and Rohan talked about this in the town hall. If we were having a live event right now, and we were the three of us, Travis, Eric, and myself, we were all three on stage, and there was a, you know, 40, 50, 500 people in the audience, and we invited someone to the stage to ask a question. We wouldn't say, hey, just go ahead and pull up a chair and stay here for the next five hours while we're talking, too. So when you're done, move yourself back to the audience third thing and then i'll be quiet don't send people dms and say bring me on stage bring me on stage bring me on stage now if you have a question you have something you can really add value to sure go for it but go build a relationship first go show up in my social media go like my stuff on instagram come into the rooms that i'm in support me let me see your face before you ask me to hear your voice when you're in the audience unless it's a moment where i'm asking you to raise your hands but so many people send messages to everyone on stage and say, hey, bring me up. I got something to contribute. And we go look at you. You don't even have your bio filled out. If you've got something to contribute, fill out that bio. Like, give us something to look at. All right, I'll be quiet now. <laughs> Perfect, man. I love, I, love the, uh, I love the fire in your voice there as you're giving some really, really expert pro tips. Um, and I really appreciate you bringing up both of those uh, uh, points because I uh, wholeheartedly agree with you there. And I think a lot of it's just kind of the growing pains right now on the platform. People just kind of getting used to it and uh, trying to figure out how it works. So I appreciate somebody like you who's been uh, really putting a lot of time and effort into, uh, into this new platform coming on and, and sharing a little bit about uh, the good things to do in terms of building relationships and the not so good things to do in terms of building relationships. So I appreciate you for, for jumping in here, Gary. And we'll let you know in this episode of the podcast comes out as well. Um, and we'll shoot that over to you. Um, Eric, go ahead and reset the room. I'm in. Yeah, everybody go, uh, be sure to follow Gary. A lot of great advice there. Um, but yeah, uh, I'm Eric. I'm Travis Chappell's producer. And, uh, we just recorded an episode about the pros and cons of clubhouse. And so we decided to sit here and do one of these within clubhouse and go through some of the ways that people are incorrectly, uh, utilizing the platform. Like any tool, there are good ways and bad ways to use it. And so we just want to run through a couple practical ways to be more effective as a networker in Clubhouse and use it to its full uh, advantage. So, uh, Travis, what are some of the things that we've ran through when it comes to utilizing the platform? Yeah, so number one, let's start off with something super simple that everybody in here can implement uh, really quickly, and that's lead with value. Um, whenever you get a chance to unmute yourself and speak and add to a conversation inside of a clubhouse room, that's an opportunity not for you to talk about how awesome you are, but an opportunity for you to bring value into the room. 
And you do not have to be the person that is bringing the knowledge or the advice or the the heat into the room in order to be able to add value into the room. And I think that's a huge misconception is that's why people run at the mouth. They got that diarrhea at the mouth syndrome going on because they feel like they have to be the one to drop all of the knowledge. And so instead of dropping real knowledge for the first three minutes, it's just a thing of telling everybody how awesome they are and how cool they are and all the accomplishments they've had. And they've been featured here and done this there and generated X amount of dollars and whatever, whatever. And, um, that, that largely is just going to be a waste of everybody's time. And it's going to probably do more of to irritate the, the monitor, the, the moderators and, and the speakers in the room, than it will, you know, be actually good for you and make you look as credible as you're trying to look. Um, and let me just say this, the people that that works on, are the people who are not legit, right? You guys all heard that phrase, real recognizes real, Mm. right? That's exactly the truth. So all the people in the room who are actual really high quality people are gonna see right through your little, you know, two minute intro where you're trying to seem like you are a really, you know, great person to be following or whatever. So lead with value when you unmute yourself and talk in any room. Uh, you know, get right to the point. Don't waste people's time. Ask good, insightful, thoughtful questions and go off of the premise that you know, uh, ask yourself, do I, do I have something to say or do I have to say something? Mm. And that's a really good uh, question to ask yourself before you unmute yourself and start talking. Because if you don't have, if you don't, if you don't have to say something, it's probably better just to stay silent and let the room continue to flow so that people can actually add real value in the conversation. Yeah. Well, I mean, Gary's a good example of this. Like I saw in his, I was reading his bio when he jumped in, he's writing a book on clubhouse. And most people jumping into Clubhouse into a room would open with that. Hey, guys, by the way, also, I'm writing a book on Clubhouse. It's getting published to these people. He jumped right into leading with value and dropped like, hey, do this, do this, do this. Hey, guys, I'm out. You know, that's like the way to do it. Um, And and that kind of goes to our next point, which is just be super concise. Like so many rooms I've sat in. We just talked about this in the episode we recorded. Uh, you'll sit in a room for an hour just waiting for all the speakers to give like the most puffed up version of their bio. (laughs) Um, And so just be concise. And uh, Jordan Harbinger, you mentioned him earlier when we were talking is you have to be an advocate for your audience. Like every single second or minute they're giving you, you have to earn. So, so do things that are going to be good for them. Um, And that, that means not giving your full LinkedIn description every time you jump into a room. (laughs) Exactly, exactly. And I'm going to go ahead. If you guys, if you guys have any questions uh, for, uh, you know, regarding networking or Clubhouse specifically, then go ahead and raise your hand. We'll bring up one or two people here. Uh, For those of you that are just joining us, this is a live recording of a podcast episode that we're doing for my show, Build Your Network. My podcast is all about networking, building relationships. We've put out almost 600 episodes now on the topic. And uh, it's something that's really important to me. And I see that there's a lot of people in Clubhouse that are abusing the platform instead of using the platform. Form. And so we wanted to come in here and create this room to talk about some of the things to avoid doing, some of the things to do um, so that you can take advantage properly of the platform. So if anybody's got any questions or anything that they would like to say or add to the conversation, just raise your hand there on the bottom right and we'll start bringing up a couple of people. Um, but if not, we'll just continue into the rest of the conversation that uh, that we have for you. So um, lead with value, be concise. The third thing that I would say is um, is remember that it's quality over quantity. Um, is in terms of the volume of people that are in rooms. So a lot of times in a room like this where there's, you know, just there's only about 30 people or so in here, 
a lot of times the value that you get in a room like this is going to significantly uh, uh, outpace the value that you get in some of the bigger rooms. And I think that's largely due to the fact that there's 37 moderators. And so, you know, people jump in all the time and speak again, like what we're talking about earlier, they speak when they don't, when they shouldn't be speaking or when they don't really have anything of real value to add into the conversation, but they unmute themselves and talk away anyway, because they want to get a bunch of followers and they want people to go check out their stuff and they want to promote their products or their services or get people to think that they're awesome or whatever the case may be. So uh, it's it's quality over quantity. Don't necessarily look for rooms that are have 2000 people in them because honestly, most of the time you're probably just going to sit there for three hours and get about 30 minutes worth of value. So if you're there for the value, then listen to a podcast episode for 30 minutes. Don't sit in a clubhouse room with 3000 people in it waiting for value to drop you know, and obviously that's going, there, there's, there's nuances in every single one of the things that we're talking about. So anytime, you know, anytime there's uh, like any, anytime I say something like it is an absolute, just understand that I don't mean it that way. Um, it's there, there's obviously going to be situations where there might be a room of 2000, 3000 people where there's actually a good couple of moderators that keep the conversation moving along and have real value to add. But a lot of the big rooms are big rooms solely for the, for the reason that there's a bunch of people in there that have 20, 30, 40, 50,000 followers. So they are, they just pop into a room. Everybody makes them a moderator. So there's 38 moderators in a room because the person who's running the room wants the max amount of people in the room. So they add all these people in as moderators and then it muddies up the conversation. People mute themselves, talk over each other. There's no real value being given out. Um, so quality over quantity guys. Um, look for rooms that are about something that you actually care about, right? Like I'm a big podcaster, so I like to be in rooms to talk about podcasting or, you know, I have an online course and I want to talk about course creation or I, I'm doing coaching. So I want to talk about coaching, like to go into rooms that are actually relevant for what it is that you want uh, to be learning about it and discovering more about. So uh, that would be another thing to add to the conversation as well. Yeah, it's 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 like I mentioned uh, during a recording earlier is that it's the difference between, you know, being in a mastermind group versus being in a convention hall of 3000 people and grabbing a microphone like there are obviously there's pros and cons. If you're if you're a speaker on a stage, it makes sense to have a huge audience. But if you're if you want to get involved in a good conversation that actually goes somewhere, some of those bests for me have been clubhouse rooms of like 12 people that like no one found. And it's just me and a few other people that are in my, my niche that are, that are kind of at that peer level. Um, that's kind of where that stuff happens, but, um, yeah, just our last point. And again, if you have a question, be sure to join in as a speaker. Um, I know we just had vibe queen join on. I'm going to let you jump in really quick and, uh, put in some input here. Hey, thank you so much. And thank you, Eric, for pinging me into the room. Um, I would love to get you guys' opinion on starting a room on your own versus, gathering a couple of uh, quote-unquote experts to start a room have you found it's more successful when you start a room with several people or does it does it really matter either way yeah it depends on your goals and what's up Tamisha thanks so much for jumping in here and asking a good question like that I I think it depends on what your goals are because it you know like so so for instance I we started this room 
And it's literally just because we're recording a live podcast episode to talk about how to network on on Clubhouse. So we figured why not go ahead and go live in Clubhouse and talk about it. Um, but as you're seeing, we're, we're not really optimizing this room for growth, meaning that I'm not inviting 12 speakers up at a time and pinging in my entire friends list and trying to get the bigger names that I know on the platform to be moderators in the room. Like we're not trying to blow this room up. We're just trying to talk to some people and add a little bit of value where we can. And we're recording the podcast episode anyway. So we figured why not, you know, open it up for a little bit of Q and a and make it even more valuable on the podcast as well. So, um, it kind of depends on the, on the, uh, the goal that you have, but you know, on, on Fridays, I've been running a room where I'll bring in a lot of, you know, f- pretty successful people and, uh, people that have larger followings on the platform. Um, and you know, I try to bring on like a person of interest, like someone like Molly Bloom, who I brought into a couple of rooms. And then I try to bring in some, some growth people on clubhouse, people that have large followings on clubhouse so that, um, so that their followers see that they're in my room. And a lot of times if you can bring in a person of interest that, uh, the people on clubhouse want to connect with, then it'll be a little bit easier for you to kind of bridge those gaps and be the connector of those people. And then that room is probably going to be better for building your audience or growing your authority or, uh, increasing increasing your follower count on the platform or things like that. So uh, I think it just kind of depends on, you know, what your goal is going to be. So I'd set your goal for what it is that you're trying to accomplish in your room and then reverse engineer the work that has to go into it. Just understand that if you're just getting started, um, I, I feel like probably one of the best ways to uh, to bring some decent people into a clubhouse room that have good followings is to try to schedule it ahead of time. Uh, because especially the people that are trying to grow clubhouse like crazy right now, they're always, they're constantly in rooms. They're starting rooms. They got another room starting in 12 minutes and they've been in a room for the last three hours and then they scheduled the room for tomorrow morning and all that kind of stuff. So if you can kind of be the person to say, Hey, in 14 days from now, I'm going to do a room on this topic. I think you could add some great value to the conversation. I already have yeses from this person, this person, and this person. Um, then, uh, you know, you, you'll probably be able to put together a pretty decent room. Like the second room I ever ran on clubhouse jumped over 500 people in like 20 minutes, but it was because I was going more for like the growth on that one. And so I reached out to, you know, seven to eight people that I knew would attract an audience and brought them into the room. Uh, but something like this, we're just recording a live podcast episode. So we're not really worried about, do we have a thousand people in here? We just want to bring, we just want to provide value on the podcast and, uh, and figured if we went ahead and, and went live in here, we could also bring some value to clubhouse and then answer some specific questions that people have around the topic. So, um, hopefully that answers, answers your question Tamisha. It does. Thank you so much. Appreciate it. Of course, of course. You guys, if you're not following Tamisha, please go give her a quick follow. She's super, super cool and uh, starting her own podcast, has her own brand going for herself. So go check out um, go check out Vibe Queen uh, right there in the followed by the speakers section. And then if you guys got any questions on networking on Clubhouse, go ahead and raise your hand. We'll bring up another person to do another question. Uh, but now I want to go into one of the other things that we had for you. Uh, so Eric, take it away. Yeah, this is our fourth point, and I think it's really I think it's going to take us a little bit of time. So we'll we'll close out on this one and then just go full Q and A on it. But uh, one of the things that has come out a lot, question wise, is is it worth it? You know, is it worth taking the time to do it? And it's a question we've asked each other. You know, like do you think that uh, that it is worth it? And I think it really comes down to just weighing out the investment versus like the reward. Like, what are you getting out of the platform versus what you're putting in? So, um, just. Plain and simple, is Clubhouse worth it? I mean, yes. I, I have to say yes, because 
you never know where the social media is going to take off toward. And if you can be involved at the beginning of something, it's always better than being involved when it's already taken over. Um, you got, I don't know if you guys are familiar with the uh, the innovations curve. I, I forget exactly the exact name of it, but you can just Google innovations curve and I'm sure it'll pop up. Uh, but basically uh, there's, it, it's just like this, uh, this, this curve where there's an exponential growth period at, at the beginning. And I'm making hand signals as if you guys could see me, but, uh, obviously you can't, <laughs> but, uh, it's like a big hill basically. And so at the very beginning of it, there's a, there's a very, 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 very long and slow period of really small incremental growth. And that's called the early adopters phase. Those are the people that are on the platform before everybody else, uh, before it becomes popular, before it's taking off. Those are the pioneers of the platform, the early, the early adopters, the ones that, that continue to move it forward. And you have the early majority phase. And that's where we are right now in Clubhouse, where it's at the very, very beginning of that early majority, um, where, where it's already beyond the early adopters. There's a bunch of people that already see that it's extremely valuable. There's people like Elon Musk that are coming here and running rooms. You know, I was in a room last night with 300 people where Paris Hilton and Katie Couric were uh, the, the, the moderators in the room. There's just some crazy big names that are coming onto the platform all the time. We're definitely into the early adopters phase. And so anytime that you can catch a curve like this, where it's still at the uh, the beginning of the hockey stick level growth, I think that it's worth your time to at least invest a little bit of time into it, um, depending on some of the other things that you have going on. Because the bottom line is the answer to that question is going to be different for everybody in this room. Um, I think for a lot of people, they shouldn't be spending the majority of their time on the platform because they're just avoiding work. Um, and they're excusing away the fact that they know they should be working by, you know, thinking that they're using their time valuably by being in clubhouse for nine hours in a day. So I think that's probably, probably actually more of a, a larger percentage of, of the people that are on here as often as they are, is that they should probably not be on here as often as they are. And they should probably be actually taking action and doing things uh, that are going to continue to push them forward. Um, but then you have another group of people that are, are just growing their attention, growing their audience, growing their influence because they already have businesses and teams of people running those businesses and they have a bunch of free time. They were just going to travel and spend time with their family. So, you know, it was just kind of like, all right, may as well pop into clubhouse for a few hours a day, because if this ends up being the next Instagram or the next TikTok, then, uh, I'm going to be really, really well positioned if I spend the next three months uh, with a couple hours a day, you know, investing in time into the platform. So it could be a really, really good way uh, to to build and grow an audience from scratch when some of these social media platforms are starting at the very, very beginning. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, just for anyone who just joined the room, uh, we're going to go ahead and open it up for Q&A. So just raise your hand if you have a question that comes to mind when it comes to networking or even a comment, thought. Uh, do you think it's valuable? Do you think people spend too much time? Uh, any thoughts on what we just went over? Um, again, this group is ran by Travis Chapel. He hosts Build Your Network podcast, and I'm his producer, Eric. And uh, we're just recording an episode. We did a whole podcast episode before this about Clubhouse. And then we're like, why didn't we do this within Clubhouse? So um, just raise your hand if you want to jump in. Um, and uh, Douglas Stevens, I just saw you come up. So go ahead and introduce yourself and uh, let us know your question. You're on me, bro. Hey, hey, thanks for, thank you so much for having me. I did jump in late. Um, did you talk about, jumping in late to rooms and asking questions that you already covered. Great strategy for networking. <laughs> uh, we, you know, we Just haven't kidding. covered that yet, Doug. So yeah, lead us down that path. <laughs> so I wanted to ask um, just everyone who can answer, did y'all get a welcome party 
when you join Clubhouse, specifically YouTube, Travis and Eric? Uh, so no, uh, I did not get a welcome party when I joined Clubhouse, but I keep getting all of these invitations to join somebody's welcome party. And uh, so we have not talked about these specifically um, in depth, but we did have Gary Henderson in here a second ago, who's got about 40,000 followers on, on Clubhouse, and, uh, 40, 50, something like that. But uh, he was kind of giving us a couple a couple tips on how, on how to network properly. And one of the things that he brought up was anytime he has the ability to like help welcome people into the platform, he does that because uh, it, well, first of all, it's just valuable, right, for that person. But uh, also, I guess the, the platform shows newer people that you have a little bit of credibility because if you have, you know, a decent amount of followers on there and your brand, like if somebody's brand new and they see that you have a thousand, 2000, or even like 500, 800 followers, then they're more likely to follow you. And then it's going to show you to all the people that they invite as like a suggestion to follow, I guess. So, um, there's a little bit of a, of a tactical advantage to that as well. But I, I, so to, to answer your question though, I did not get a, a welcome party when I joined clubhouse. Did you? Perfect. No, I, I did not, which is kind of why I brought it up. That's my favorite thing to do on Clubhouse. I don't know. I'm just now considering it like a networking tool. But every time that I'm physically able and I'm in a space where there's no background noise, I participate in the welcome parties, especially if I know them personally or they're my contacts or what have you. And some of those rooms have like grown into, you know, big networking opportunities where big ideas, value, money is exchanging hands. And I think that's kind of an untapped resource just because, like you said, you're always bombarded with these requests and notifications to join someone's welcome party. When the community is growing so big, everybody ignores those notifications. Because I heard early on that everybody back in April and May was getting a welcome party. That doesn't happen anymore. So the party hat has kind of lost its partiness if you will. That's all. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I totally, totally get it. I appreciate you bringing it up too. And if, if you guys are listening right now and you're not following Doug, head over to Doug's profile there and hit that follow button. He's uh, somebody worth getting to know. That's for sure. Um, appreciate you jumping in the conversation and add something there, Doug. All right. Let's appreciate go. You guys. Let's go to uh, Kanisha. Am I saying that right? Yes, that's correct. Well, hi, Travis. And thanks so much, Eric, for bringing me in. The insight so far has been absolutely helpful. And I guess as someone who's really new to this platform, um, I'm trying to often think about how do I use my time wisely on Clubhouse and what exactly does that look like? I, I love this question, Kanisha, and I appreciate you asking it. Um, honestly, I'm still trying to navigate that, to be totally frank with you, because uh, you know, just checking out your profile here, it seems like you're a really busy person, <clears throat> as am I. And, uh, it it can, one of the big downsides of the platform right now for me is it can be a total time waster, just a complete time suck because you jump into some of these rooms that have a ton of people in them. And it's, uh, we kind of already mentioned this a couple of times, but it's basically just a bunch of people bragging on themselves and trying to get everybody to think that they're awesome instead of trying to actually lead with value and add value to the conversation and have it be something where the audience gets something out of it. So sometimes you can be sitting in a room for two and a half hours, but you only get 20 minutes worth of value. Uh, so it, to answer your question, it's going to be different for everybody, but I would say just dedicate a certain period of time that you're going to spend inside of the application and then ask yourself why you're on the app. Like if you're only here to extract value from conversations, it's my personal belief that listening to podcasts is going to be a much better use of your time. 
But if you're also here to make connections and grow an audience and get to know more people that are interested in the same or similar things that you're interested in, then I would just set up times of your day, like time blocks to spend time in the application and be really, really strict with those time blocks unless there's just a crazy extenuating circumstance where you find yourself moderating a room with a bunch of people who have huge followings and you can, you know, kind of piggyback on that and continue to grow your audience that way. Um, but for the most part, you know, pick a certain time block and just be like, all right, from, you know, I, I don't know what it would be, but just as an example, from 10 a.m. to 12 noon every day, Monday through Friday, I'm going to spend two hours in Clubhouse networking, getting to know people, having conversations around the topics that I care about, trying to you know start my own rooms and starting to moderate my own rooms and and peeing in people who can help me moderate those rooms around these topics that I care about, you know, continuing to do that. But I, I would just schedule on purpose time and give yourself a hard out, you know, like hey, I'm taking off at this time no matter what. Again, it's, unless there's some crazy extenuating circumstance that you you find yourself in. Uh, but that's been helpful for me. I spent like four days on the app when I first jumped on like, you know, three, four hours a day. And I got so burnt out so quickly and just found myself not enjoying my time on the platform at all because I was always anxious because I was, you know, trying to do work while I was on the platform and, or I was trying to spend time with my family while I was on the platform. So I'm like putting my kids to bed, but I have clubhouse on in the background and it's just like, well, now I'm not even being present with my kids and I'm not being present with my family. I'm not being present in my work. I'm not focused on the things that I need to be focused on. So there can be a huge temptation to just waste hours and hours and hours of time. Uh, so you definitely, there's a lot of great things about the application, but you just got to be on purpose about how you're spending your time. So hope that helps. Yeah. Thank you so much. Thanks so much, Kanisha. Thanks for jumping in here. Um, Michael, what's up, man? Party hat on and everything new to the platform. Go ahead and unmute yourself. Ask away. Yeah. What's up guys? Uh, Travis here. Thanks so much for having me. Uh, yeah. New. This is a, a, a new to clubhouse. I just hopped on yesterday through an invite. A bunch of my friends um, who are musicians and other creatives and such have been on the app longer than I have. And I just kind of been waiting for the perfect time to jump in. And when I finally got an invite, I was like, okay, I'll give it a shot. Um, I love that you touched base, Travis, about how how draining the app can also be and how a lot of people are just kind of thirsty for followers and such. I mean, I see the potential that this app has, especially with you know, being able to network and kind of meet people with like-minded interests. It's kind of walking into your favorite convention, talking about subjects that you actually have an interest in. But I've, my fair share of joining rooms, this is my second room that I'm actually like speaking in as a speaker. Um, there's a lot of, um, a lot of noise. A lot of people are just kind of in there and just wanting followers and such. I mean, you literally, the names of the rooms are like, yo, ping your friend and get 300 followers. I'm like, I'm not interested in that. <laughs> um, I'm a creative storyteller from Los Angeles. I, I write and produce music uh, for a living and I do live streaming. Um, and I'm interested in, in creating and cultivating an audience organically. And for the longest time, I've always been kind of stuck behind this idea of needing to have like 1.1 million followers at some point. And I think that's ambitious to, to, to go for, but I think it's also very important to understand that you want to attract an audience that actually believes in your brand, that actually believes in what you're, you're sharing. And for me, I'd much rather have a thousand followers that will literally buy or, and, and, and uh, absorb my content as opposed to just, having the flashy numbers on my profile if that makes sense so I, like you travis i'm just trying to like navigate clubhouse and trying to figure out where to best 
put my time in. And I think what you mentioned about um, not burning yourself out so much and, and, and really seeing where you can find value and how you can add value because uh, that's basically what content creators do. You want to be able to bring value to an audience. And I guess my question is, it's actually kind of a little off topic, but more so about the technicality of things. I know that y'all, maybe Travis and Eric, both of you are, um, are, are it sounds like you're hardwired in. Do you think that's, that's, that's um, kind of necessary for audio-wise on Clubhouse or people, it's a little more forgiving to just have it straight from the phone? Yeah, not it's not at all required for sure. Um, but you know, I'm I'm a, I'm a podcaster. I teach podcasting. I have a podcast academy. Eric's my producer, and uh, we have the setup. And basically, we were just wanting to re- we we were recording a few podcast episodes today for our release schedule this next month. And uh, we just did one on Clubhouse, and we we're like, well, let's let's just try it out. Let's go live uh, in Clubhouse and hook it up to the Roadcaster, and uh, and like release this as a podcast episode. So that's uh, that's kind of what we're doing right now is just kind of using it for dual purpose um, in that sense. And so for that, I think it makes sense to have a hardware in, but it's it's definitely not necessary at all. The majority of the people, I would say, ninety nine percent of the people, like I don't know, I know of like one or two other people right now that are using like an, an actual hardwired you know type of setup like we have right now. So it's definitely not necessary, but I think it does add a little bit of a, of a, you know, maybe level of professionalism that, that could, you know, be beneficial. And I have a buddy of mine, like recorded a, a reset the room, like introduction and stuff. And he has it in one of the uh, controls on his roadcaster. So when he does a reset of the room, he doesn't have to like, just talk about it. He literally just presses a button and it has this music intro play and like introduces clubhouse room. So I think there's some cool things that you can do with it that, uh, make it a little bit, make it seem a little bit more highly produced, more like a, um, you know, professional experience, but it's, uh, definitely by no means next, uh, necessary. Gotcha. That was very helpful. Thank you. All right, guys. Well, we're coming up right close to it. Again, this is um, a room that we're doing for a live podcast episode. So um, I appreciate everybody for tuning in. Uh, If you guys want to be notified the next time I go live with a bigger room, uh, then go ahead and click my profile. There's a little bell um, icon up at the top. And uh, just hit that bell and uh, have it notify you the next time that we do a room. Uh, every once in a while, we do about a once a week. We do like a little bit of a bigger room, and I bring in some high quality experts and people from my friend circles to come in and add some some real mega value to everybody. So um, be on the lookout for a future one of those, and look forward to getting to know everybody better. Thanks so much for tuning in, guys. We'll catch you next time. Peace out. That's it for this episode. If you want to connect with Travis and other like minded people who also listen to the show, then you're going to want to head over to. Tra- TravisChapel.com slash group to join his free Facebook group, Podcast to Profit. Travis will see you there. And remember to leave every relationship better than you found it. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line 
prop or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.